Good day to you and welcome to this latest episode of Security in a Zero Trust World powered by Unisys. I'm your host, Steve Mullen. It's not news to say that the internet is literally everywhere in security cameras, smartwatches, laptops, smart devices, and even fire alarms and refrigerators. The idea that the internet has become embedded all over the place is called the Internet of Things, and the list of things is growing every day. As you can imagine, this leads to a very significant security concern for organizations and the government. But that concern can be managed by using software-defined perimeters. Joining us now to talk about how these perimeters work is Salvatore Sino, Director of Cybersecurity Innovation with Unisys. Salvatore, thanks for joining us. Uh, Steve, uh, thank you for uh, having me. Now, we've talked in past episodes about software-defined perimeters and software-defined networks, but can you give us an overview of those two concepts in your own words? Yeah, sure, Phil. Um, I think that to understand the software-defined perimeter and the software-defined network concept, we need to understand what was the historical approach to the enterprise uh, security. The concept was uh, uh, that you could define a fixed perimeter, and uh, on this fixed perimeter you could put some uh, monolithic, uh, expensive security control that kept the bad guys outside and uh, kept the uh, enterprise secure inside your uh, Perimeter. And the reality is that uh, today with the bring your own device, the Internet of Things, Internet of Everything, the perimeter is dissolving. The same definition of a perimeter is uh, a challenge. Uh, in a certain way, we could say that uh, the perimeter doesn't exist, but then at the same time, the perimeter is everywhere. And this is where you can understand the software defined perimeter as a, a way to address this uh, challenge. And uh, the model was introduced by the Cloud Security Alliance to address the challenge of security inside the cloud. So with the software-defined perimeter, we move away from the idea that you have a well-defined security perimeter at the edge of your enterprise where you can put and define your security control, and then each uh, device, each system becomes responsible for uh, their own uh, security. So with the software-defined perimeter, you bring the security controls that uh, traditionally are at the edge of your enterprise down to the single laptop, down to the single server. And therefore, you gain the benefit there because uh, each single packet becomes then control, becomes uh, you can have uh, between the two uh, systems a trusted connection following two key concepts, mutual authentication and uh, the identity verification of every single uh, actor that you have in your network. So um, if you think about the traditional network, when you join a device on uh, uh, this uh, network, uh, more or less you gain access to everything. You can ping everything that is in your subnet. You don't have anything to stop you from uh, probing uh, what it is uh, uh, around you. And this is a traditional the way that the bad actors exploit uh, vulnerabilities in a system. They found a way to enter uh, the perimeter and then from that they probe around and uh, ping around and try to understand what is the nature of the network. With software-defined perimeter, you change all this because the first thing 
before you gain the visibility of uh, everything over the network is uh, the uh, authentication or, and uh, the identity verification of uh, the device of the user that try to access uh, the uh, network. In a certain sense, we use uh, to say that uh, software-defined perimeter creates what we call a uh, dark cloud, because for all the purpose, whatever is protected by a software-defined perimeter solution becomes invisible to a potential uh, bad actor. And therefore, you cannot exploit, you cannot attack what uh, you uh, cannot see. So uh, this is the essence of uh, software-defined perimeter. Authenticated and verified identity of every element inside your network and ensuring that there is always mutual authentication encryption for all the communication between the device on your network. So you mentioned the Internet of Things. This is the billions of Internet-enabled devices out there like security cameras, even refrigerators these days. Now, you mentioned this dark cloud that uh, software-defined network security can create around these things. And so that's being applied to protect organizations from, I guess, a hacker going in the back door through a refrigerator, for instance? Indeed, Steve. Uh, We needed to uh, realize that uh, with the IoT, the attack surface expands uh, in uh, many uh, uh, challenging ways when you connect millions, if not billions, of uh, new devices that uh, before were not connected. I think that till a few years ago, uh, the focus was uh, to uh, connect the device and try to build uh, a business model and uh, a value proposition and a value chain with these uh, Internet of Things devices. Uh, now that is no more sufficient. Now security becomes a, a compelling need because uh, uh, through Internet of Things, through the device that you connect and interconnect with uh, other device, bad actors, uh, hackers can penetrate, as you said, can penetrate the uh, enterprise, can penetrate the uh, security of uh, our companies and our government and our health system and so on, and found in the IoT the weakest link to bypass completely what uh, we uh, have defined with our security control at uh, the perimeter. So uh, today, connecting different devices to the network is uh, not enough. Uh, The compelling need, as I said, is to provide an end-to-end security framework and manage the trust in an untrusted environment. I will say that, uh, you know, often in security, we talk about trust, we talk about uh, different levels of trust, and uh, in reality, trust, in essence, is... uh, from my point of view, the uh, critical challenge and is the uh, crucial uh, liability because it's uh, through the exploits of the trust in users and device that uh, uh, bad actors uh, circumvent and bypass our security control. There is one um, common element across all the security incidents. At a certain point, the hacker, the bad actor, has managed to leverage the trust 
that the system has in one user, in one device, and exploit that to gain access to uh, an authorized access to resource and system. Uh, going back to the software-defined perimeter, that is where uh, software-defined perimeter is the right solution for this, because uh, in a software-defined perimeter solution, you have mutual authentication and authorization of devices and services, and you have mutual encryption of every single communication that provides confidentiality, integrity, and privacy of every data, every single packet that pass between the two devices. So this is essential. In a zero-trust architecture, zero-trust model, from my point of view, the best way that you can achieve that model is through a software-defined perimeter because of the characteristics that I just told you. What are the benefits of a software-defined network security versus a traditional VPN when it comes to the Internet of Things and all the cybersecurity risks that come with them? Well, I would say that there are four main key benefits of uh, a software-defined perimeter versus traditional uh, solutions. Uh, and you mentioned uh, uh, VPN and I guess uh, VPN. So the first thing is that uh, uh, software-defined perimeter reduce security risks by reducing the attack surface, rendering the endpoint black uh, or non, to non-authorized devices and users. So I mentioned before the uh, black cloud. When you protect your enterprise with uh, a software-defined perimeter solution, the points become black, becomes dark to non-authorized users. From all the purposes, they don't exist outside what is the secure uh, enclave, the secure community of uh, interest. The other uh, uh, key advantage is that a software-defined perimeter reduces the need for traditional security equipment like uh, firewall, VPN, VLANs. And this means that you can simplify your network design, you can simplify your security architecture, and therefore you can reduce your uh, costs while you increase your uh, security. Why this? Uh, as I said before, traditional approach, you have uh, monolithic, expensive uh, solutions at the edge of your solution, and then you need in some way, find a way to uh, replicate these inside your network with, for, for example, different layers of uh, uh, firewalls, multiple VLANs with uh, VPNs that allow external users to connect to your uh, uh, network. With software-defined perimetry, you always use the same solution because your security control now are on the device itself. The device itself, server, endpoint, laptop, desktop, uh, is protecting uh, himself, itself from uh, the bad actors, uh, from the hackers. So it doesn't matter if I am uh, working from inside of the enterprise connecting my laptop to the uh, internal LAN in the office, or if I'm working from my uh, office at home, or I am in a coffee shop connecting over a completely untrusted network. The security policy, the security model remain consistent because my device 
is responsible itself for its own uh, security and is creating a secure pipe only with the resource that needs to access. So what is the advantage over the VPN? When you create a VPN, basically you create a trusted uh, pipe from your untrusted area inside of the network. So if uh, with my computer I have been surfing uh, and checking uh, the news outside the corporate protection, if I have been using my computer to check my personal uh, Google account and by mistake I have downloaded a malware, the moment that I create the VPN pipe inside the enterprise, I have access to everything. This malware is free to propagate and uh, to infect other machines. With software-defined perimeter, that is not possible. Why? Because the only pipe, the only... I use a lot of this word, but in reality, if you visualize, this is what uh, you get with uh, this solution. The only connection that is uh, created is a point-to-point trusted connection after authentication and after identity verification. And therefore, whatever malware, whatever a bad actor has managed to install on my machine remains contained in this point-to-point connection. So uh, the other advantage is that uh, software-defined perimeter controls all connection based on pre-authentication and authorization on who can connect to what. So from what device, from what device, to what infrastructure, and so on. So before even again access, all this is controlled, is authorized, is verified, and only everything matches, I gain access to the network. Final question. From a cybersecurity standpoint, would you rather eliminate the Internet of Things or have all the conveniences that come with them? Well, uh, Steve, this is a quite interesting uh, uh, question. I would say that, uh, you know, it's uh, not possible to eliminate the Internet of Things because uh, uh, Internet of Things things and uh, the Internet of Everything has proved that uh, there are uh, business benefits, there is a value chain, the, uh, our life uh, is improved as a result of uh, using, as a result of using uh, Internet of Things and the business models and the business values that comes with that. So what uh, I, I believe is that we need to change our mindset when it comes to the Internet of Things, and uh, we need to see uh, security as an essential element of the value chain and uh, the value uh, proposition, not only an afterthought. And this means that we need to implement security by design from the beginning. So we need to have a risk-based approach based on technologies that can quickly scale uh, to enable micro-segmentation, to enable software-defined perimeter, and this, in my view, is the right direction uh, to follow. In the end, uh, people, process, and technologies uh, have to work together to enable security by design and end-to-end security for the IoT and to sustain this uh, value chain. I believe today that as vendors, as uh, uh, professionals, as practitioners in the field of uh, uh, cybersecurity, we need to do more 
to involve not only the uh, vendors, not only the developers, but even the end user in a discussion uh, that uh, includes this security as a key value and a key element for ensuring that uh, IoT will continue to provide benefit for all of us. All right, we're going to end it there. Salvatore Sino, Director of Cybersecurity Innovation at Unisys, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Steve, for having me. To learn more about cybersecurity, please visit the Unisys blogs at blogs.unisys.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere, and leave us a review so we know what you think. Thanks for listening to Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen.